you got to get passionate about this thing. If the cross doesn't move you, nothing will move you. I'm offering you something that's greater than silver and gold. I'm offering you something that's greater than an increase in your pay on your job. I'm offering you a... There's no shortcuts to the glory. Week to week living. We've got to multiply our prayer life. We've got to multiply our efforts. And we are willing to give. God will always give it back to us in good measure that is pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Hey, thanks for checking out our Christian Life Church podcast. You will be hearing from one of our pastors or guest speakers, either at our Frankfurt or Lebanon campus. Prepare your hearts and your minds to receive a word from God. Thanks for listening. Enjoy and receive this message. I'm going to try to try to reel that in today. Amen. Mark the fourth chapter, and I'm going to begin with verse number fourteen, and I'm also going to be reading from Matthew chapter twenty-four, verse number thirteen. Mark chapter 4, verse 14. I'm going to read lengthily here this morning. The sower soweth the word, and these are they that they by the wayside where the word is sown. But when they have heard, Satan cometh immediately and taketh away the word that was sown in their hearts. And these are they likewise which are sown on stony ground, who when they have heard the word immediately receive it with gladness. And they have no root in themselves, and so endure, but for a time. Afterward, when affliction or persecution ariseth, for the word's sake, immediately they are offended. And these are they which are sown among thorns when such as hear the word and the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of the riches and the lust of other things enter in choke the word and it becometh unfruitful and these are they which are sown on good ground such as hear the word and receive it and bring forth fruit some 30 some 60 and some 100 i really want to to key in i this text today it would be real easy for for us to, to break this into segments. Of course, there is the sower involved, and the sower does the sowing. And then the results, of course, depends on whether the seed is sown by the wayside or whether it is sown on stony ground or whether it is sown among thorns and they choke it out or the fourth thing is when it is sown on good ground and comes and brings forth good fruit and of course we all want to be the fourth scenario right we all want to be the fourth scenario which means everything that we sow is sown on good ground and everything that is sown into us means that we are the good ground so I'm, I'm kind of flipping the switch a little bit this morning to where we're going to view our lives as the ground instead of us as the sower this morning, all right? So it's a little different view on this text. And, and I particularly want to view the 17th verse that I read 
the 16th and 17th verse, which is talking about sowing on stony ground. Now, for time's sake, I'm not going to go read where the scripture talks about that he came to take out the heart of stone. Are you with me today? And give us a heart of flesh. So I think we may have some scriptural significance here to where we can legitimately are not stretching this text to see that maybe we are the soil that is being sown into. And that by nature, we are the stony ground. But that the Lord is trying to take out the heart of stone and put in a heart of flesh so that when the word is sown, we can be that fourth, which is good ground, that fourth scenario that bringeth forth good fruit. Matthew chapter 24, the scripture said, But he that endureth to the end, the same shall be saved. I'm going to talk to you this morning about enduring. Let's just pray together right now. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for the inspiration of your word. I pray this morning, God, that every heart, mind, and life would be touched. And God, that you would open our hearts to receive what you have for us this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. You can be seated. We're going to talk a little bit about endurance today because I, I can see very, very clearly here that if we're going to make it until the end, there has to be a transformation that happens in our flesh. Um, we are born, we are born into sin and shapen in, in iniquity. So we we are born with issues, the sweet little cuddly babies. will grow up from that innocence and they will battle with some of the same things we battle with, the struggles of the flesh in our spirit, in our heart. And if we're not careful, all of us will allow the certain areas of our life, when, when seed is sown, of course, the seed is sown, it is broadcast. Everybody say broadcast. In other words, it is, it is spread throughout. And so the areas of our life that we have not allowed God to work on, those are the areas where we can expect that we're not going to reap well in those areas of our lives. Okay, I'm going I'm to talk to your mind here for a few minutes. All right, I'm going I'm to try to reason with you for a minute. So if we hide parts of our life from God, if we prevent God from changing parts of our life, we give Him a part of our life, but not totally, wholly over to Him. We will continually deal with vast regions of our spirit that is stony ground. We will bring forth fruit. The reason maybe that in this text that some bring forth 30, some 60, and some a hundred is because that it depends on the amount of surrender that individuals are allowing the areas of their life that they are allowing God to work in. And so 
the areas of surrender, the areas that we are withholding from God. And so I don't believe that, that in this text we can find that it is an automatic that we come to an altar, repent, baptized in Jesus' name, filled with the Holy Ghost, on our way to heaven, and that all of us are going to always bring forth a hundredfold. How many of you know that you don't always bring forth a hundredfold? The scripture said some 30, some 60, and some a hundred. I'm not even sure that we all always bring forth any three of those. I think this is just a scenario of the possibilities, the range that it may not be defined to you're only going to bring forth 30, you're only going to bring forth 60, you're only going to bring forth 100. But the real issue is that all of us have the capability of our life vacillating, where we're up and down as we deal with the surrender in our life to God. So the issue here in this text, particularly the 16th and 17th verse that is dealing with the stony ground that I want to talk to you mainly about today, the scripture said, who when they have heard the word, that's us, right? Immediately receive it with gladness, but they have no root in themselves. Which means that we have not established ourselves in the word that we have received. Am I all right this morning? And so I think the challenge for the church is for us to allow ourselves to be established in the Word of God. I believe I read somewhere where it said we are to be rooted and grounded. We're to be established in the Word of God. And so we need to be rooted and grounded so that we're not blown around with every wind of doctrine. And so we have to be Rooted, And so verse 17 said they have no root in themselves and so they endure but for a time. Now this is where we're really getting to. These are folks that may be zealous. This is, these are the times that we get fired up and excited about what God is doing or we come through a season of prayer and fasting and we get fired up and we're ready to go conquer the world. And then along comes Sunday morning following the time change. And instead of coming in in full blossom, we come in kind of wilted. Good morning. And so the truth is, is that we receive the word with gladness and with joy and we're fired up about it. But in time, if we're not careful because we have not established ourselves, we will only last for a little while. And so we go through seasons of up and down and up and down and up and down. Particularly, Watch now. Verse 17 said, Afterward, 
When affliction, everybody say affliction, or persecution ariseth. Affliction or persecution. Now these are two very interesting facets of this scripture that we deal with. How many of you know that we all deal with affliction? Those are things that attack our flesh. Persecution are things that deal with our spirit and our mind. So we all deal with affliction and persecution. So if we do not have root established in ourselves, although we've heard the word and received the word, we will not be able to endure. Everybody say endure. We will not be able to endure because of affliction or persecution, because of things that happen in our flesh or because of things that happen to our emotions. Mm. So we will begin to allow our emotions to override what we have already received and heard. What we responded to. So we respond to the call of God, but we allow our emotions to get the best of us because we feel mistreated or we feel left out or we feel hurt because of something somebody said or the way somebody treated us or the way they didn't treat us. And so if we're not careful, although we receive the word of God, which is good and, and powerful and, and able to do a good work in our life, and so this good word that is able to work in our life is now affected because we didn't allow a root to be established. We cannot endure when persecution comes. Or we deal with affliction. Afflictions, things that we didn't really bring on ourselves, things that we didn't cause the problems and troubles and struggles that we didn't bring on ourselves, but they yet nevertheless are still very real and they, we, we're, we're constantly dealing with this struggle, this trouble that's coming into our life. It's things uh, of the flesh. It's sickness. It's, it's marital problems. It's, it's all sorts of things that afflict us. It's, it's, it's things that we messed with that got a grip on our life. It's the addictions we can't seem to break. It's all of these things that uh, begin to just see seem like they are just constantly, we're just afflicted. Everywhere we turn, we're just afflicted. And the same thing is true for those who deal with affliction. We heard the word, we receive it, we're glad about it, we're joyous, we're fired up, we're going, but if we do not establish a root, we will not be able to endure the affliction when it comes. And because of this, because of this, we will only be able to reap in small proportions of what our potential really is. Am I helping anybody this morning? So we wonder sometimes, why am I not as productive as others? What areas of your life have you not truly surrendered to God and allow Him to begin to work in your life? The most important thing that I can find in this text when it comes to being prosperous and bringing forth good fruit is that we must be able to endure. Hardships are going to come. Struggles are going to come. The difference in the success 
or failure of the people of God has to do with our ability to be able to endure. The scripture is full. We could take several texts this morning and read to you. There are times in your life when you try to go forward but you can't. The Bible says, when having done all to stand, what are you going to do? Stand therefore. You've got to just put your feet on the ground and stand. So that the idea of this text is that, is that we, we want to move forward. We want to take territory. We want to prosper. We want to, 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 to conquer mountains. But sometimes the struggle is just whether we are able to endure. Because the only folks that are going to be saved in the end are those that endure, Matthew chapter 24. But he that endure to the end, the same shall be saved. So if, you're not, if you can't endure, if you can't endure, you can't be saved. So we, we are concerned about the harvest. We are concerned about our productivity. We are concerned about what God is doing in our life here and now. If you're wondering why I'm coming forward, it's not because I can't hear. I'm coming forward because these lights are killing me this morning. It's too early to have my lights, my eyes open that wide. So the issue is, is that it is he that can stand through some tests. He that can make it through some struggles and endure. Folks that approach anything in life with the possibility of quitting is not likely going to make it. You have to remove the possibility of quitting. One thing that I know my, my father was very good at, he, he put work ethic in, in my brothers and I. He, he forced us to work when we were very, very early um, and very young. And so there were things, of course, as being children, uh, I'm glad there wasn't child labor laws. My dad would have been arrested. Um, <laughs> the thing about <laughs> the the thing the thing about my my dad was is that he he would ask us to do something, and if we couldn't do it, and and I ever would say I can't I can't do this, he would say Yeah, you can. Go figure it out. We would go back and start trying to figure out what what we couldn't do. And so what that did to me as an adult is make me just think that there's probably nothing that I can't really figure out. So, so I, didn't, I didn't know what he was doing back then. But quitting wasn't an, an option. And so if I got on a project and I'm working on a project and I wanted to quit, my dad would never come take that project away from me. He, he would say, no, go figure it out. He'd let me struggle with it, struggle with it. Sometimes he'd come out, and he, he wouldn't get in front of me. He would get behind me, and he would say, now, here's what I want you to do. You take that left hand, put it right here. You put that right hand right over here. This is exactly how you do it. I want you to do it exactly this way until I, I did it. And so the next time I had to do the same thing, it, it would kind of be the same thing until I finally figured it out. And I would learn that I could do whatever I set my Now, I may not like to do it. It may be a struggle. It may re require a lot of discipline. But uh, my mom, was. she was kind of the same way. She would say, go clean your room. And I'd 
clean my room, clean out my room. And she would come and she would walk through and she would look and she'd say, go clean your room. I'd say, I did. She said, no, you didn't. Well, I did. Well, you didn't clean it good enough. Go clean it some more. So I'd go back and clean and, and mom, I'm tired. Well, I am too. I'm not cleaning your room for you. Go back and clean your room. And so I'd have to over and over again until I finally passed mom's inspection. Now, I'm going to tell you, there were some times that some things that as a child I would try to do was very difficult because I did not understand what I was doing. You know, a child, they're not born. People say people are mechanically minded and all that. I think most of those things are learned. It's what they're around. It's what, they, what they're introduced to. Um, I'm not sure how much uh, biology is involved in those things. There may be certain certain things, but um, so I, I we we I had to learn to do things that sometimes I didn't enjoy doing because it was the task that was given to me, and I had to learn to do it and do it with patience. And every time I knew, oh, I have to. I have to do this, this job. Oh. But I knew that the reward at the end was going to be worth the struggle and the endurance. So therefore now as an adult sometimes when, when I see people that feel like, well, I can't do this. No, you're not trying to do it. You got to have a lot of try in you. And you got to have a little want to in you. And you got to have a little I'm not going to quit in you. And so all of those things are some things you don't get that overnight. You don't get in, in the church. You're not filled with the Holy Ghost. Get up from the altar and have all those things in you. There's a process of learning and training and working and prospering and trying and failure and doing it again that is required to finally get you to where you're able to overcome some things. The first time you deal with hurt, it may be a big setback. But you ought to learn from that. Oh, I did. I learned from it. I got hurt. I'm never going to put myself in that situation to get hurt again. No, I'm just learning that some people are going to hurt you sometime. Well, I... I, I tried to do this. Things didn't go my way. And it, 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 we have to learn to be able to endure some things that sometimes don't necessarily feel good. Anybody with me this morning? I know I'm watching the time. I'm with you. You're going to feel like you're at lunch really early today. So the idea here is that quitters are not going to make it. Because the only people that are going to be saved are those who refuse to quit. Because if the devil can get you to quit, if your adversary can get you to quit, he's already won the battle. I just don't know how much more I can take. You know what? I'm not even going to put that in the atmosphere any longer. I'm going to take whatever I have to take because I refuse to quit. Because I learned as a child playing games that quitters never win. 
and winners never quit. Oh, I know this is real simple this morning, but if we'll get this in our spirit and we understand that you can't be saved quitting. You may have to quit some things. You may have to quit some relationships and quit some places you're going and quit some actions that you've had. That's the only things you need to quit. But when it comes to serving God, you've got to make up your mind. I will not quit. I will not allow persecution or distress or struggle or trouble or trial. I make up my mind that no matter what, I am able to endure. Somebody says, I don't know how in the world. There's some of you this morning, I could come tap you on the shoulder and wake you up. But I've watched some of you go through some of your struggles and trials, and yet you just be faithful to the house of God. You just keep showing up. You, 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 you're, you're sick in body, but you show up to church. You're in pain, but you show up to church. You have trouble in your family, but you show up to church. You just, you just refuse to quit. You just get knocked down and get right back up. I'm going to tell you, if you keep on one of these days, you're going to hear him say, All right, you fought a good fight. You kept the faith. You finished your course. But the only people that are going to finish are those that refuse to quit. Because all of us, everybody just say that with me, all of us. All of us are given an opportunity to quit. Can I go a little further? All of us are given a reason to quit. Mm-hmm. Because how many of you have ever had your feelings hurt? Wow, most of you are telling the truth today. How many of you have ever gone through something Hardships and struggles that caused your faith to, wow, what just happened in my life? Hmm? Mm -hmm. Most of you are being honest this morning. Because it's all of us. Because trouble will come to all of us. Persecution will come to all of us. The struggle will come to all of us. We're all going to deal with hurt. We're all going to deal with struggle. We're all going to deal with persecution. We're all going to deal with these things. But only those who endure until the end are going to be saved. So if you want to be saved, you've got to learn to endure these things. You think just because you're saved, sanctified, and set free on your way to heaven that everything's going to always go good for you? Absolutely not. It doesn't matter how spiritual you are, you're going to have to endure. It doesn't matter how good you're doing, how many good things you're doing, you've got to endure. You've got to endure because if you are a quitter, you will never make it till the end. Quitting is a mindset. Quitting is a mindset that we must overcome. Stopping is not an option. Quitting is not an option. Now listen, endurance is important in every aspect of our life. But let me just mention, most of you are married folks here in the room today. Um, maybe if you're not married, you're in a relationship. But I, I just want to lay something out with you here. In our marriage relationship... We have had to endure some things. Mm -hmm. Oh, all y'all smiling because your spouse is sitting by you. We've had to endure some things. Before we ever got married, we had to make up our mind. We had a discussion, and it was a major thing with me. I asked her, I said, how do you feel about divorce? Well, we're not even married yet. How do you feel about divorce? 
That's not an option. We had to approach it. But this, this, this is not going to be an option. Because I knew I wasn't abusive and I didn't think she was going to be. And so we have to learn to endure some things in order to 27 years later still be married. Sometimes we weren't enduring things. Sometimes we were enduring each other. Oh, this isn't a married class, is it? We've had times we've had to endure being broke. A lot of times. We've had to endure sickness. We've had to endure three kids. We've had to endure pastoring. We've had to endure hurt feelings. Hmm. Y'all were with me here a minute ago. There's a lot of enduring you have to do. We have to endure hurting one another's feelings. And the only way that you can endure, this may be the, this may be the, 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 the greatest key to surviving in the church or in anything in your life, is to walk and live in the spirit of forgiveness. It may hurt me, but it's not going to cause me to quit. It may affect me. There may be some people I have to disconnect from and step away from, but you're not going to affect me. I'm going to keep living for God. I'm going to keep serving God. We may have to approach things differently, but I am not going to allow you to affect my eternal destiny. Because I'm on my way to heaven, and I've never met a person yet that is worth losing my soul over. I want to make it to the city. I want to hear him say, well done. And the only way we're going to do it is to endure. For those of you, how many of you have been on your job for, for, for more than 10 years? Hmm. Well, a lot of you haven't been on your job. Now, those that just raised your hand, this isn't necessarily. Uh, how many of you have been on your job more than a year? How many of you have a job? <laughs> Wake up your neighbor. I think we got more workers in the house. Now listen. In order to stay with that job, how many of you that just raised your hand has had to endure some things? Mm-hmm. Now you're understanding where we're coming from, right? How many of you has ever wanted to quit because hardship came? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You wanted to see, but you stayed. Because here's the thing, if you leave that job and you go to the next one, you're going to have to endure. It doesn't matter where, what you do in life, you've got to learn to endure. Well, I don't necessarily enjoy that note, but I'm enduring it. Because the paycheck on Friday supports and provides for my family. And so this is the best thing I can do right now is just to endure this. Sometimes I have to just shut my mouth and endure it. Sometimes I... We just have to learn to endure because quitting never worked well for anybody. Endurance is so important for your life. A key to success of all athletes is that they must learn to endure. I just went through a little setback. I'm not putting myself, I mentioned athletes and then myself. <laughs> Lord, forgive me. I apologize. 
I've been training for my 50th birthday, the gift from the church for my birthday and my family was a trip that's coming in October. It's a lifelong trip I've always wanted to take, and so I'm going out west, going to the Rockies. I'm going to be doing some backpacking, hiking way back into the backcountry on a, on a hunting trip. For all you animal lovers, don't start shooting me. I love them too. They taste great. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, Sister Dasa. Uh, um, <laughs> and so the first thing when I talked to the guide that I'm connected with, I said, all right, tell me what I need to do. He said, you got to physically get ready. That's the first thing you got to do. He said, you got to prepare, and you got to start preparing now. He said, you've got from now to October. He said, you need to lose some weight. I said, oh, what, what, what other things can I do? He said, well, you need, to, get, you need to, to build up your walking. You need to be able to walk five miles a day. I said, I could probably do that. A little bit of training, he said, with a 30-pound backpack. Oh, at 8,500 feet elevation on a level five trail. That's like this. Okay, I, I get it. He said, now, what that means is you've got to build up your endurance. He said, now there's a lot of, lot of mind games that gets, you, you got you to gotta deal with when you get out there. He said, I, I don't know you. I've never met you. He said, I, I just, I'm going to tell you now that if you've got some quit in you, you won't likely be successful. I said, well, I've met a few people that's got a lot of quit in them. But the battle, he said, you got to physically be ready for this. But he said, a lot of the battle's right here. He said, because you've got to push through sore muscles and you've got to just keep, you've got to just keep pressing on in anything that you do in life. Athletes, as they are becoming professionals and making millions of dollars to play games, what kind of world do we live in? They have to learn to endure things. They, they have to learn to work out with pain. They have to push through some things. And so the whole idea, I'm going to leave you these things and I'm going to wrap it up and be done this morning. But we have to understand that in our walk with God, we have to grow into endurance. You're not born with endurance. You grow into endurance. If you're a new convert, if you're a babe in Christ, if you haven't been serving God very long, don't expect that you're going to have endurance, but you have to try to grow in endurance. In other words, you've got to develop endurance into your life. If not, you will get your feelings hurt and you'll be wanting to quit. You'll be wanting to backslide. You'll be wanting to leave the church and walk away from truth. We've got to grow in endurance. We have to develop endurance in our life. How do we do that? We've got to get right in the middle of what God is doing we got to get right in the middle of it and stay in the middle of it we grow by being around other people it's so important that we are in fellowship one with another we cannot isolate ourselves and try to serve God I'll ease in on Sunday sit, uh, sit to myself leave and, and do my own thing we've got to get in the middle of what God is doing we must grow into endurance Second thing we've got to do is we've got to train. We have to train for endurance. Now, this is this is what I, I, I'm trying to make some 
spiritual applications to some very physical things. So training for endurance is it means that we have to have some predetermined, we have to have a predetermined mindset. I know that struggle is going to come. I'm hearing my pastor stand in the pulpit and tell you that if you're not going through trouble, you will. If you're not in the middle of hardship, you will be. This isn't a gloom and doom and despair. This is a real life. Troubles are going to come regardless how spiritual you are or regardless how carnal you are. Because it's just part of life. Pain is inevitable. So we have to train for endurance and we have to, we have to prepare ourselves. And so when how we handle little things, some people they just, you know, I stubbed my toe. I'm going to be down for three weeks. It's funny how we do what we want to do. Dylan came in the other day and he said, Dad, I think I broke my toe. I said, okay. He just, he just mumbled under his breath. Still hurts. Came in he said, I think I broke my toe. I said, okay. We kind of left it alone. That was a Friday, I believe. So Friday night, the guys were going to play ball and Dylan... It was men's conference last Friday night. And so Dylan said, uh, I said, you going to men's conference with us? He said, no, I think I'm going to go play ball. Hmm. I left and went to men's conference. I was thinking his toe must not hurt that bad. So I'm on my way home from men's conference. I get a phone call. Dylan's playing ball. Brother Mick made a big jump, come down, landed right on the middle of my toe. I know for sure it's broke now. Okay. It's amazing what we can push through. He already thought his toe was broke, but he went ahead and went and played ball. Because he wanted to. Mm, I'm talking to some of you. If you're looking for a reason to be offended, you, you, you'll find it. You're looking for a reason to be hurt, you're going to find it. You don't have to look very hard. You're looking for faults in the preacher? Don't, you can just stop looking now. I'll share them with you. i got a lot of them. You'll find what you're looking for. But if you've got some endurance in you and you've got some I refuse to quit in you, troubles are going to come and you're just going to say, you know what, i got a predetermined mindset. Quitting's not an option. We're just going to get through this. I hear what's being preached today. I'm going to receive it into my spirit and know that no matter what comes my way, I'm going to keep pressing. I'm going to keep going. We have to have a mindset. For endurance, we have to have a predetermined. I know that before I ever get to the Rockies, that I'm gonna I'm gonna start climbing up one of those mountains, and I'm gonna be breathing hard, and I'm gonna I'm gonna think, wow, it'd be easier just to go back and sit in the office, wouldn't it? Let's knock off early. I have to get a mindset for it. The next thing you have to do is you have to plan for endurance. Now, as you can tell by looking at me, that I'm not much of a runner. But I know Brother Kevin Spangler, he's a runner. He just signed up again for another mini marathon. And I think he's trying to get some guys in the church fired up uh, to, to go. Gentry signed up, but that doesn't mean anything. Um, um, <laughs> sorry, Jim. <laughs> it's funny. You got, got, you, thank, thank you for letting me use you to get everybody to laugh and wake up the neighbors. Pace is so very important. Ooh. 
See, pace is so very important. Pace is part of the plan. And that's sometimes in living for God, we get so we get so fired up. And it's, you know, we come through the awakening revival and come out and it's like, Pastor, I feel led of the Lord. I'm going to fast eight days a week and pray 25 hours a day. Somebody came to me the other day, one of my boys, I think, came to me the other day, and he said, I, I'm, a, I'm taking every Wednesday as my fast day. You know, I got to thinking about that. If I fasted every Wednesday at the end of the year, I would have fasted 52 days. So pace yourself. Well, I'd never be able to do a 40-day fast. No, you can do a 52-day fast. Just by fasting one day a week. Well, there's no way that I would ever be able to pray three or four hours a day. Just, just get consistent with praying every day. Pace yourself. Don't try to pray three hours a day. Pace yourself and learn to pray every day. Because, see, if you pray 30 minutes a week, if you pray, pray 30 minutes a day every day of the week, at the end of the week, it's better than you praying three hours one time. You've actually prayed longer. So you have to pace yourself. Don't, don't, don't get in some set that, oh, I've got to get in front of the pack. I've got to outrun everybody. I gotta. The problem is, is you, you may receive the word gladly, but when struggle comes, if you haven't put down roots, of consistency, you'll, you'll wither. And patience. Patience is one of those things. It's another one of your key. I mentioned forgiveness a few minutes ago. Patience is another huge key. Patience is, I mentioned forgiveness. You've got to learn to live in the spirit of forgiveness to where regardless what happens to you, that you're going to forgive it. But patience, patience is another one of those giant keys. It's right there at the top of the list that we have to run this race with patience. Because in order to endure, we must be patient. And sometimes we feel like, well, it's got to happen right now. If it doesn't happen now, it's, it's never going to happen. A day with the Lord is like a thousand years. A thousand years is like one day. So when we start putting time limits on God and we start telling God, God, you need to do this in three days or a week or by the next month. God, I'm giving you. God, I tell you, I'm going to give you one week to answer. And if you don't answer, then I'm going to go ahead and do what I want. Who's the boss in that, in that prayer? Who, who's really making the decision there? So we have to, to, to get patience and understand that God's timing is so much better than ours. So if I'm going to endure through all of these things, sometimes we only have to endure for the night because joy is coming in the morning. But sometimes we have to endure for a season. We have to endure heaviness for a season. Well, I'm just choosing only the night. I'll deal with it for the night, but somebody else can handle the season. No, we've got to, we've got to have patience in us and know that when patience, it, it has a perfect work, the scripture said. That we have to let patience have its perfect work in us. Our patience 
with patience is how we actually are going to possess our soul. And so therefore, in order for us to be saved in the end, patience is so very important. And, 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 and finally, and in closing, we have to enjoy, we, we have to learn, we have to learn the lesson, the lesson that, that God's timing is so very important. God's timing is very important. The, the aging Apostle Paul said to Timothy, Thou therefore endure hardness, he said. Endure hardness. It will not always be easy. Mm. Go ahead, Cheryl, you can come this morning. Serving God will not always be easy. Sometimes you have to endure hardness. But pastor, it's so hard. That's where endurance comes in. It's difficult. I'm going through it. It's hard. Hard times and hard situations are going to happen to all of us. But continuing on when the Apostle Paul tells Timothy, you've got to endure hardness. He said, for the time will come that they, speaking of the church, he said, they're not going to endure sound doctrine. And he goes on, he said, and they will turn away their ears from the truth. They'll be turned to fables. But then he spoke to the young Timothy and he said, but watch thou. Be on guard. But watch thou in all things. And endure afflictions. So there's two things that he says. First of all, endure the doctrine. Because sometimes it's going to cut at us. Sometimes it's going to cause us to change. And the reason is, is because we're bringing forth 30%. We're, we're bringing forth 30-fold. And the Lord said, I'd like to move you up to 60 or 100 but the only way you're going to get there is there's some areas of your heart that's fallow ground. It's stony ground. It's ground that I need to work on, that I need to make some changes in. And that's going to hurt you. It's going to affect you. And so we have to endure sound doctrine if we're going to allow God to have his perfect work in us. The second thing we have to endure is we have to endure afflictions. We have to endure the troubles and the problems. But we have a promise that... If we endure sound doctrine and we endure afflictions, if we endure them until the end, there is our promise. The same. Who is the same? The one that endured afflictions and the one that endured sound doctrine. The same in the end is going to be saved. So if you want to be saved, you've got to say, God, Build and, and develop, help me to develop endurance in my life. Stand with me this morning. Hands are raised high toward heaven as you stand today. Stretch it all out now. <laughs> Lift your hands toward heaven this morning and just begin to call on the Lord today because all of us, God, help us to develop endurance in our life. Help us, God, to be what you would have us to be. Lord, we're imperfect, we're impatient. God, we want you to work in our lives. I pray over every individual in the room right now, God. 
I pray, God, that you would minister to each person that has heard the word of the Lord today for that one that is being sidetracked by the affliction and the persecution. For the one today, God, that is struggling, I pray, God, that you give them what they need to be able to endure because only, God, those that endure will be saved. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, they begin to sing. I open these altars. If somebody would like to come and pray this morning, maybe one has been struggling today, and you'd like to just come and say, I'm giving it to the Lord. No matter what may come my way, my life is in your hands. With Jesus, I can take it. With Him, I know I can stand. No matter what may come my way, my life is in Your hands. Oh, I know that I can make it. I know that I can stand. No. With him I know I can say 